In this debate, we've brought together four people to discuss the question of faith versus reason and whether religious belief is based on blind faith or evidence. Our guests represent four very different points of view. Professor Mona Siddiqui is a Muslim theologian from Glasgow University. Rabbi Mark Goldsmith is from Aylith Synagogue in London. Keith Ward is Professorial Research Fellow at Heathrop College at the University of London. He's a philosopher and a priest in the Church of England. And Dr Peter Cave is an atheist and is chair of the Humanist Philosophers Group. So I'll begin with a question for the three believers. Some people think the existence of God can be proved. Others think it's something beyond scientific proof. So what's your view? Professor Siddiqui? depends what you mean by the word prove. <clears throat> if you are asking me whether I can prove the material existence of God, um, I probably can't prove the material existence of God. If you're asking me, can I imagine my world without God, then for me the belief in God is so strong that it doesn't require that, that objective proof. Muslims, though, often say, don't they, that Islam is a religion of reason, and yet you seem to be suggesting, well, you said, God's existence cannot be proved. For medieval Muslim philosophers, they use various arguments about the existence of God, but they largely debated God's attributes and God's magnitude, God's omnipotence, in the context of the existence of a, a transcendent being, a being who we cannot grasp ultimately, and that we can only feel and apprehend through our emotions. So, in a way, within the Muslim context... You're, you're starting from within the spectrum of belief rather than stepping outside the belief and saying, now let's try and prove God. Professor Wood. If you think you experience God, a, uh, a personal presence which is not embodied, uh, but which appears to be real to you, you have to ask the question, uh, is this an illusion or is it, is it valid? And then, then you're asking, is it reasonable? But I don't think faith is blind. It, uh, if your faith is not reasonable, if it doesn't fit into your view of how the world is at all, then you should give it up. Uh, and so some sorts of faith are reasonable and some aren't. So I would, I would want to challenge that disjunction that faith is something which doesn't appeal to reason or evidence at all, whereas reason tells you some truths. And I would say reason doesn't tell you anything. Reason is a like logic, a, a method of arguing, and you should have uh, reasonable beliefs which often commit you to things uh, beyond the minimum evidence that you might have. Beyond the minimum evidence that you might uh, have? Well, what I'm thinking of is somebody called W.K. Clifford who said it is always and everywhere wrong to believe anything on insufficient evidence. And what I uh, suggest is that the word evidence is used by many philosophers much too narrowly as though evidence consists in what your senses can uh, tell you uh, sight and hearing and sound and so on whereas uh, you could construe uh, evidence much more widely to include religious experience experience of god and also very general metaphysical beliefs about whether the world is ultimately a material only world just matter or whether it, there is spirit, spiritual reality in the world. Rabbi Goldsmith, faith or reason? Well, I can perhaps pick up from what Professor Ward was saying. Judaism works on the God presumption, the presumption that there is a God. Our first text, the Torah, begins with the words, Bereshit bara Elohim et et In the beginning, God created. So, 
you're starting with the idea that God is there. Then comes the next big challenge, which is searching for that God and trying to find that God now. Now, for that reason, the name of the Jewish people, Yisrael, means those who struggle with God. The philosophers who there have been throughout Jewish history, some of whom are shared with Islam, some of whom um, have been part of Christian discourse as well, have been part of that search, different ways of doing that search, different ways of trying to find how you could encounter that God. There's also for Jews that idea that there is evidence from history. One looks back at Jewish history. In fact, in every single Jewish service, you look back at Jewish history. An awful lot of it is talking about Jewish experience. And that evidence from history also helps to reinforce the God presumption. And then after that comes personal experience and the way that an individual experiences the spiritual. But all of those, in a way, are tools to do your own personal search, to be part of Yisrael yourself. But I will say one more thing, which is that there's over 101 names for God found in the Talmud, the basic Jewish book of law and uh, of history. Um, those are all different ways of encountering God. So to say there is a God in which there is faith is only the very beginning of the struggle. So it begins with faith, to which you then apply reason. Um, I think that's right. It begins with the presumption that there is a God to be found. Now go out and find. Dr Cave, you're an atheist. What of what you have just heard, then, do you not agree with? First of all, I suppose you don't make the God presumption. You don't believe... You don't presume there is a God to begin with. Oh, no, I'm rather surprised to hear about that presumption. That immediately makes me think we are already into the realm of faith. Really, these religious believers, maybe they are adopting the great kangaroo line. The great kangaroo line is the case in which you have some minimal evidence, to use Keith's words... And then you have to do the huge kangarooing leap, the huge hop of a kangaroo into your commitment to God. That does worry me a lot, because that does show that, in fact, it isn't being based on evidence or reason. It is being based on just a feeling, maybe. And that also worries me, because normally the great kangaroo leap is irreversible. Most people who make that leap are then so committed to God, so committed to Allah, so committed to Jehovah, that whatever they then hear about him they are then prepared to die for it. I think that uh, one of the things we should be wary of is that irrespective of why it's baffling to non-believers, why people believe in God, people who do believe in God, for the large part, do struggle with belief as well, not necessarily in their God, but in how to make sense of God and his laws. And I think it's, um, it's, it's a very um, simplistic way of looking at faith and non-faith, that all people of faith have dogmatic views and they don't struggle and they know certainty and they know God and they know what's right and wrong. We all, all of us on this table who do believe in God, I'm sure, have struggled with belief and have struggled with how to make sense of God. Dr Cave, I think you'll agree that people gathered around the table are highly intelligent people and lots of very gifted people throughout history have been religious people... Your case, then, is that they are all deluded. They have all made the kangaroo leap from very little evidence to faith, religious faith. I think the delusion might be more to do with the nature of the claim, namely when people say that God exists and God is love, perhaps what they are doing is, in many cases, expressing a wonderful attitude towards the world of how we should, in fact, respect the environment, how we should look after, have concern for other people, and so on. And so what they misleadingly take to be a claim about the existence of a supernatural being 
is in fact more like an attitude of reverence towards the world, an attitude towards reverence towards other human beings and other creatures. And with that, obviously, I can agree. I strongly object philosophically to the statement or the implication that we all start from some position where we know the material world is real but we're not sure about God and to get to God you have to make the kangaroo leap. I think that is totally false. I think almost everyone uh, starts from a belief that there is a personal transcendent reality with which they have some uh, personal uh, relationship. Belief in God is not a kangaroo leap. It's the natural starting position. Just because something is a natural belief, it doesn't follow it's true. Of course, for many, many centuries, and indeed maybe today, children will naturally believe the earth is flat. It doesn't follow the earth is flat. Could I move on to the business of proof, um, which has been mentioned? Rabbi Goldsmith, you talked about the Old Testament and the scriptures being uh, part of the history, uh, the evidence that is... um, gathered, uh, passed down from generation to generation. How important is it to the three believers around the table that you have these books, the Koran, the Old Testament, the New Testament? Well, as I said, this is about search, both personal and the search of a people and the search of humanity for God. These scriptures are the collected wisdom, the collected ideas, some of which we challenge of our previous generations, but it gets us going on that search. Muna Siddiqui. It's interesting that even the most fervent believers of the formative period of Islam and then right up to the medieval period discussed, did you need revelation from God, that is scripture for Muslims, to take you to God and to show you justice and goodness in the world? Or could human reason alone take you to God? And it was disputed. And in some circles, it's still disputed. So despite belief, despite a strong belief in God, to be human is to question And the biggest question for human beings, I think, is this very nature of our existence and how we connected to a transcendent, if there is a transcendent. So for many people today, I mean, the average Muslim, you would ask, would say they cannot imagine Islam without the Quran, without scripture, without prophecy. God in his mercy cannot leave human beings without some kind of guidance towards him. Professor Ward, if it was proved... By archaeologists, if archaeologists found the tomb of Christ and could prove scientifically, uh, beyond doubt, that um, this was the tomb of Christ and here were his mortal remains and that he had not um, risen in body and ascended into heaven, would that shake your I would stop being a Christian, yes. You would? Yes. I would still believe in God, but I'd be something else. Yes, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, faith must be falsifiable, otherwise it has no content. You just, that's your faith. You you don't think it's going to be falsified. If I could ask those who believe in God um, at this table, if there is a God, why don't you agree which God there is and which of the religions is true? Rabbi Goldsmith. I think there's a problem with the question. Why don't we agree which God there is? Uh, The Jewish uh, foundation prayer in morning and evening services and personal prayer says, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad, that God is our God and God is one, which basically means both things. There is a Jewish relationship with God, which comes through our scriptures, through what we learn through our ancestors, through what we learn through our own families and the people around us, which is particular to the Jewish experience. But there is but one God, and that is that one God who is shared by all, who behind their spiritual understanding of the world is God. And let's keep searching, but it's one God. 
Yes, I, I agree totally with that. Jesus, quoting the Hebrew Bible, said, uh, the Lord your God is one Lord. And uh, I think uh, there is one God, and uh, Jews, Muslims, and Christians all agree that there is one God, though we might have slightly different <laughs> descriptions of some of God's attributes. And most Hindus, really, though a lot of people don't realise this, most Hindus believe in one God with many names. I have absolutely no problem with saying that the God of the Muslims is the same God as the God of the Jews and the Christians. I think where the difference is, is how we perceive that God, and I think more importantly, how we see God's relationship with human beings as well. There is a difference within the three traditions. But to say that why don't we agree on one God, I think we do. Thank you all very much indeed. Thank you. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.